Yo, what's up? It's Woodrow. We posted at South Six Bodega at Tucson Mall. We gonna do a little talking on the Mankind podcast. This is catching up, bro. We got a lot to. I got a lot to say. Been gone for too long, bro. It's good to be back for real, for real. Um, let's see. I mean, I I read a lot, and I still tell people that all the time. And I'm, I'm reading this that Russ book right now. The It's All in Your Head joint. Word. Um, but I, I'm always trying to like read something. That was when when I moved out, when I moved to Nashville. I was like, damn, I need to start reading. So I'm always out here trying to expand. I don't know, reading hard. What's your favorite book? Um, I, the art of racing. The art. The art of racing in the rain. It's like from the perspective of this dog, and it's like his whole life, like how he like see everything. It's his dad's like a race car driver. That shit hard. That shit's so hard, bro. That shit hard. Yeah, but it's fucking... They got a movie. The movie, sad as hell. <laughs> that shit fire, though, bro. Yeah. Um, let's see. I mean, I was born and raised in, born and raised in Tucson, obviously. Uh, when I was 16, did an open mic at Sky Bar. Next day, went and saw Vince Staples. Day after that, or then I met Easy Going and Tommy Will at the Vince Staples show. Next day, they gave me a five-minute set at their show, and then everything just went crazy from there on. I was chilling with Cash Lansky yesterday, and he was like, bro, that shit just went from zero to 100 so fast. You went from doing no shows to a show a week. Like, so then we did, I mean, we did, we was in the Tucson Weekly. We did the first Tucson Hip Hop Festival. Packed out Studio One. Was you there for that? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. We, we, you're supposed to put put 50 people in that room. We put 200 in that. Room. And then we did a uh, fucking main stage the next year. Then we opened for Warren G. And then we opened for Token. And then we opened for Vince Staples. And then I said, Deuces, I'm getting out of here. I, it, it was all love, though. I, I didn't leave on some fuck Tucson thing. Right. But there's something to be said for like having your face in another room. And that was really all it was. It was just like try and I don't know, I, I felt you know, I felt like it was just time to like put on for the city somewhere else. I still rep hard. I wear rep tuck shit three times a week, bro. Like Come on, bro. And the t shirt. I can't even pull it out all the way, but come on, bro. Stop. I'll I'll rep this shit forever. This is still my home and I still love it here, but I'm tr- I'm trying to I've tried to explain to people all the time, like, I didn't leave to get out of here. I left to, like, expand upon what I did here. Like, it was never weird. So what are some of the differences in the Nashville scene versus yeah. the AZ scene that you found? I feel like in Tucson, everybody know everybody and everybody love everybody and whatever. And out there, it's really just, like, tons of people just doing their own thing. And there's still shows, and people still know each other, but it's less of, like... Like, me and Tommy and Easy and Cash and Marley and Jay have, like, this unique brotherhood because we did everything for so long. But now it's, like, out there, it's just, like, everybody's focused on the Internet more so than the local thing. And I'm trying to bring some form of unification to that. But, honestly, that's, that's like, if you look at these... It, I mean, every scene pops differently, but if you look at, like, the beginning of, like, Atlanta, like, that was how Atlanta started, was Atlanta was, like, a bunch of people just doing their own shit, and then that shit worked. So, and plus the Black Music Museum's about to move to Nashville. It's gonna be, so that's going to change the reason why people come there. 
because like it's bas- it's gonna be like obviously these beautiful black musicians before us, but then the rap part of this museum is gonna be fucking massive, bro. So it's gonna change the whole reason why people come visit because country's fucking dead. Ain't nobody. I mean, Mason Ramsey, bro. Mason Ramsey hard. <laughs> Well, he hard, Lil Nas X hard, but so, but Nashville's getting with the shits. Like they realize what they have to do. But so, tell us about your current and next projects. Like what you, what yeah. you doing now? What are you doing right now? Um, I'm about to announce this mixtape today. Uh, it's, it's called Son of Sun. I've been working on it since. Oh my fault. I've been working on it since like March. Um, it's really, it's the project I was trying to make for. A really really long time I finally I had to finish school though Cause then Now it's just like School and work Or rap and work All the time Um But what's cool about this Is it's gonna be my first project That Nashville cares about And it's gonna be less Of a learning curve Like Tucson had to see me Like figure it out And like learn how to perform Learn how to do all that Da 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 But this is like me I'll play it for you Um But this is like me At my My purest my me at my most self-expressed I think I ever been. I do some singing on there. I mean, we dropped a single last week. Talk to me's going nuts. We just hit a hundred favorites on Twitter. That was mad cool. Like a hundred favorites on a tweet was. I usually get like thirty. That shit was crazy. Uh, and oh, I don't know. I mean, I'm excited. I'm dropping in a, how many days until the second? Fourteen? Two weeks? Two weeks to the day? So it's, I'm gonna announce it like after this. <laughs> so it's gonna be hard as hell. Yeah. So, um, so I was trying to do a song a week for like a long time, and then I got really bored because I like having an end game. Like when you're doing a song a week, trying to do it at high volume, it kind of just I like knowing when I can finish. So making projects is fun because you can wrap them up and then you can do them. Um, so I basically I was like, I was in like a weird low point in my little teenage life, and it was like. Let me buckle down, make a cohesive record, like sit down and just do it. But my writing process for this mixtape, so there's this road in Nashville called Natchez Trace, and it you drive and you go over this Natchez Trace, and you drive. That's the name of the outro on the tape. Uh, but you drive on it, you go over this bridge, you can see the whole city is beautiful. So what I was doing was for every song, I would just put the beat on and go do that drive, and then just pull over, play the beat, looking at the whole city, just writing. And I, my whole thing with this project was to try to make even, even the bangers, like sound like they're coming from like an authentic place, like, yeah, and less just rapping for rapping. Like even when it's hard and I'm talking my shit, like I'm still trying to say something. But they all these songs got written at like three o'clock in the morning in my truck, fucking chilling. So I, I slick don't remember though. Like I when I write, I go into like a zone. I couldn't. I don't remember writing any song I've ever written. <laughs> Nothing, bro. Um, honestly, we when we was here, we kind of just caught a tidal wave, where it was just always like, "Hey, you want to do this show? Hey, you want to do this show?" Da, 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 da. Or it's like hollering at people because eventually you like build relationships with these promoters. And like I remember when we got Vince Staples, we had just got off stage at the Tucson Hip Hop Festival, and I was with Cold One, and I was like, "Yo, that's Dan Hernandez over there. I'm gonna go walk for him, walk up to him, and ask for Vince Staples, and he's gonna give it to us. Watch." And I literally, I just walked over there, and I was like, hey, can we have it? And Dan was like, yeah. So it's really just moving and shaking and, like, knowing the right people. But then at the same time, I knew I was, because we're doing that show on the second here. And all, all I did, I just hollered at Runt. 
and I was like, hey, can I throw a show at Thunder Canyon? He was like, yeah. <laughs> Give us the whole breakdown. Show right now. Uh, so we're doing a show at Thunder Canyon Brewery, a little homecoming joint. We got a, the lineup crazy. We got Big 520, He Hard, Trauma on there, Mastermind from Phoenix on there, Easy Going on there, and then your boy on there. Um, it's gonna be crazy. Like I haven't, I got to get, the, I got to get the cobwebs off. I've only done like six shows in Nashville, so I gotta like get back in it. Your boy, actually, fucking shout out to Little Weta, bro. She like, I was like, yo, I need people to put on this, and she just sent me hella links and was like, and I, that's how we got Mastermind on there. So, nah, I was hoping you would bring her, bro. She hard. <laughs> Yeah, oh, I was, you going to slide? Yeah, I go on at like 10. Word. I'm so excited for Trauma, bro. That, bro, that tape she just dropped and that wig split joint. That's that's low-key, that's one of Sonny's best videos, bro. That wig split video, crazy. Yeah. Trauma hard. Yeah. Um, we got Petty six one five. He really hard. We got my man Tremaine. He's just Tremaine six one five. He really hard. There's this whole funky ten movement that's happening right now. It's like ten dudes and they they do like neo soul live music hard ass shit. This girl Lord Goldie, she mad hard. Every show she do, she got a live band. Um, it's like that records is really really hard uh, it's foundation Mecca I could go on but it, right now like I had to go through a phase where I had to find everybody and tell everybody that I was here and I needed shows exactly I just had to hustle and put and I had to go to all these shows and make sure they saw my face and then finally they was like all right let me throw you the bone or whatever. yeah um, it was weird because it was like hitting a reset button like here I had done all this shit but I had to realize that in Nashville the shit I did here didn't matter and no, nobody really cared about that, so I just had to hustle, and I, I'm, a, I'm nice at hustling. I mean, I had to fast track it though, because I wasn't gonna. Sp I did this shit in Tucson for four years. I wasn't gonna start all the way over, so I had to just fast track it, and I hit up everybody all the time. My DMs were going crazy. I was just DMing. I DM like 35 people a day, like, yo, if you got any shows, throw me a bone, and it worked though, because I, 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 like, the reality is, I'm nice. Like, my music doesn't suck. I get it if it was, like, some shitty ass. <laughs> but, like, I, and I had the credibility. Like, I had done all this stuff here. The music was good. So they were like, word, I'll rock with you. And it's a really organic thing that's happening. I really want to be the unifying force that can go to Nashville and, like, bring that together. Because there's so much talent. Like, I want to I wanna make that make that happen. So. My live show, I mean, we've done so many shows at this point. I, I still got a lot I could improve on. Um, I still do a lot. I do a lot of, like, room practicing. That's why I'm excited for Thursday because – or is it Thursday? Yeah, Thursday. Um, I've done – I'm just – I'm ready to, like, get back, especially being back in the city, and we're going to have a bunch of people there, and it's going to – it'll probably get something out of people. My live show, we do – I try to turn it into a sing-along as best I can, but, I mean – I still, I think I'm still yet to have my, I mean, I've had my best show, obviously, but I've yet to have, like, my best, best show. So, like, I'm a good performer right now, but my focus is trying to evolve into, like, a great performer. 
so that I could win over like anybody. I used to just win over people with the spectacle of like me being 17, and now I, that novelty is over. I'm about to turn 20, so I don't have that whole like the the novelty again. So now the live show has to get even better. Like I don't have the excuse. I can't have a decent live show but get a pass because I was so yeah. young. Like now I got to figure that shit out. So, but Woodrow shows are fun. We all, there's hella girls crying all the time. We we bring like 50 girls. They all cry. <laughs> yeah, shout out to South Six Bodega, bro. This pop up is fire, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I slick don't. I don't even acknowledge it. I mean, if it's from an OG, like I was at Cash's yesterday, and if Cash Lansky gives me something to work on, yeah. then I'm gonna work on it. But I'm very. It took a while to become totally content with myself. That's why I like this project so much because it's all the songs that I've been wanting to make for like a long time. Nice. And especially now that we're doing like paid promotion on videos and stuff, like I get haters. Not everybody gonna like everything, but I. Ex that's what I'm saying. But actually, it's like I, I don't pay attention to it, bro. It's I'd, I I like the nice comments more, anyways. I just delete the mean ones or I reply to the mean ones on some funny shit or whatever, like. Me and my dad had sat down in November and we were like, what are our goals for 2020? Okay. And we met him in December of 2019. <laughs> so <laughs> we really got to like sit down and like recalibrate yeah. that because the goals was like drop. I can't say some of them because we haven't announced it yet. I just told you about some of them. Right, right. But it was like drop a mixtape, do the video, do the one thing that we just talked about that I can't yeah. say yet. Uh, so I think right now I'm just going to focus on getting my numbers up after this. Yes. And uh just growing the internet presence 2020 is going to be huge though bro like i've everything's coming together in my life at like the perfect time so it's actually kind of beautiful to watch it's like when i came out when i was 16 like i came out dropped this mixtape started doing shows and then everything just went dumb and that's kind of happening again but this time i'm mature and know how to handle myself a little bit i mean i still don't know how to i'm immature as fuck but i still know how to handle myself a little bit better so yeah yeah Man, uh, one of my favorite, man, oh, remember, so when Flycatcher was still around, bro, with me, it was me and Marley, j and Rip, and we was all chilling at the studio, RIP to Golden Artist Group, kind of, bro, that shit was great, um, but Marley was like, yo, you trying to go to Flycatcher, and I was, I was like 16, and Marley walked me over to Flycatcher, snook me in through the back, and we watched this beat battle, and then I watched Marley just like spit game at this girl the whole time, bro. And, but I was, I did, like, and people were like recognizing me, and they were like, "You're not supposed to be in here." Yeah. And I was, I was like, "What?" I, I didn't even have X's on my hands. I mean, the Vince Staples story is always cool. Like we, just how we made that happen. We spoke that into existence, and it was full circle because the show that I, I met Easy and Tommy at was a Vince Staples show, and then two years later, I was doing Vince at Rialto. But I had to rap for 45 minutes. I had to pull songs out the out the <laughs> vault, bro. But that shit was crazy. But that Flycatcher story, that I keep that story close to my heart for sure. Um, I think radio edits. So like Mac Miller is my favorite rapper of all time, right? And Mac, did, you, Mac Miller don't have no radio edits because they wasn't playing Mac on the radio. Uh, 
so I think you can you, I think radio ne- edits are less necessary. The only time I've ever had to do them was when we was like playing on KXCI, which was dope. But like, I've I haven't made a radio edit in like eighteen months. But videos, especially the talk to me video, the talk to me video was the first video I'd done where I felt like it totally reflected like who I was. Um, and I, but I, I really I just told the videographer my homie Vel I was like bro just do whatever you want as long as it looks cool whatever but then we ended up being on the exact same page like that shot of me with the skyline in the back and whatever but visuals it's all visuals you, you don't blow up without a visual like and seeing now that I'm so much closer to rappers that are popping off like I was watching when NLE Chopper had 10,000 views on Shot of Flow and then the next day he had 4 million it was like you see but like you see it happen because it's or like when Tay Keith was doing stuff like the visuals are all, all all it is you can have like a lame song but a fire ass video you straight so yeah um you're not doing anything wrong Every I had to, it took. I was just telling this kid uh, Jacob Roberts this the other day. He's a beautiful singer. He's awesome. Because um, he came to me and he was like, "Bro, like none of this is working. I, I've sent my music to labels." Da, 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 da. And I was like, "Bro, everything that you are doing is right. Like your path is your path. You can't, you can't change that at all. So like, if it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen. It doesn't matter like really what you do. Like if it's meant for it to be something, it's gonna be something." Uh, but to stay out of your own head as much as you can. I mean, it's hard. Like, I've had those nights where I want to quit and where I want to give up or whatever. But ultimately, like, once you fall in love with something, you can't just get away from it at that point. So nothing you're doing is wrong. Everything you're doing is right. Trust your gut. Truthfully, don't give a fuck about what anybody has to say too much. Like, take it with a grain of salt every time somebody... Take what I'm telling you with a grain of salt. Like, take every, like, just do what you think is the best thing to do for yourself. That's how I've always moved. And, but then I got caught in a pocket where it was like, I want to make songs that, when me and Colwell were still working together, I would send him a song that I liked and be like, I want to make something like this. And that put me in a totally weird, like, trying to make shit that was like what I listened to when really I should have just been making whatever came. So just do your thing, bro. Like, it's all in your head, honestly. Like, on, we're all floating on a rock, bro. Like, None of this shit is gonna matter. Like, so just do whatever the fuck you want to do. Oh, was it because I'm pulling on shit? It's really, yeah. The whole thing. You want me to do the whole thing again? Okay. Honestly, like. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He said, "Still got the bodega." I want some so bad. Next time I'm in town, I'm gonna have to swing by and get some for real. I bet that's crazy. But yeah, like it's all in your head, and like they're not like none of this shit. In a hundred years, when they send not even a hundred in five hundred years, when they send the human race to space to save humanity, they're not even gonna think about you like that. So just do whatever the fuck you want. Bro. Yeah. I just got a record player, bro. Yeah. Extinct. Yeah. I don't know how you. I don't know how we advance from streaming. 
like streaming was always in our minds even when cds came out everybody was like someday there's gonna be a way for you to get everything at your fingertips but like i don't know it's instant i don't know how you get faster than that because it's all speed records take forever to put on cds take a little less time to put on like streaming's cool because it's just clicking you're done um i think that i think in terms of numbers, everything's going to change. I think stream, like streaming, barely counts as a sale right now, but I think it counts too close to a sale. Like I think that's even that's going to go down even more. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I see. I got everybody tells me they're like people don't want mixtapes, but all my mixtapes do more numbers than my singles do. So. I have a weird fan base that they want, like, projects from me. Uh, plus, I think when you're at this level, people want to see you put together something professional like that. Like, anybody can put out a single, but when you come with a body of work, people are like, whoa, like, he works hard on this. Uh, I mean, I got too much game from Russ on that Joe Budden interview. Where, where I was, Yeah, and I was like, damn, I need to do a song a week. So then we tried to do it, but it, like I was saying earlier, that's, it slick just got boring. Like, I didn't feel like I was working towards anything. And the songs were hard. I still listen to them. But making the project was, like, what was best for me. That goes back to what I was saying earlier, though. Just, like, trust your gut. Like, anybody that does a song a week now is doing it after Russ. Like, so you can't. Ain't nobody going to be able to do it that way again. But, like, I'm, I fuck with Jack Harlow heavy right now. And Jack dropped mixtapes. Jack, Jack didn't drop any. There's no Jack Harlow singles. They don't exist. All he has is mixtapes. So, I, I think mixtapes are the way. I'm somebody that when I drive, I put an album on and listen to it front to back. I love the cohesiveness and the telling the story. So, but then at the same time, I like Russ a lot, and Russ is all singles. So honestly, it's if you're making good music, nobody really gives a fuck. Like, just make sure the intro on your mixtape's good because the intro gets the most listens out of anything else. <laughs> so with that being said, are you going to stay independent or are you shopping a label? What do you think is the best move for? I mean. Yeah. Um, I mean, artist-friendly labels are really cool. Um, places like Dreamville, places like uh, Mellow, uh, TDE, those veins. Um, I could tell you some things after this that I can't say on camera. Um, but being independent is cool because nobody's taking your bread from you. But then at the same time, like... Chance is the chance and Tech Nine are the only examples we have of someone being able to entirely do it by themselves. So I'm not opposed to anything. At this point, it's like if it gets me on, it'll pause. But if it gets on, whatever. Like, um, I mean, I've learned how to say no. There's been label opportunities in the past, but if it's not right, it's the, but that goes another full circle. It goes back to trusting your gut and knowing what you want. Um, 360 deals are horrible. Don't sign those. <laughs> but, I mean, I would rather be independent, but I don't really care. That's, I don't think about it a lot. Like, if, it, if, that, if a label ball starts to roll and that happens, then it happens. If an independent ball starts to roll, then it happens. But I'm not opposed to anything. <laughs> nice. Winning. Yeah. Um, I mean, we, yeah. So, yeah. Oh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna party my ass off tonight. We gonna go absolutely. I forgot it was New Year's Eve. So you said that. That's crazy. Uh, 2020 is gonna be huge. We got this show on Thursday, Thunder Canyon Brewery. Doors are at eight. Your boy go on at ten. Uh, it's gonna be an absolute movie. 
one of the biggest shows of the year, and it'll be on the second day of the year, I'm telling you that. Um, and then we got Son of Sun dropping in 14 days. That's an exclusive. I ain't even put out the cover art yet. Uh, nine songs. First six are hard as hell. Last three are me and my sad bag. Uh, but that shit's going to go crazy. I got another video coming. Uh, I'm gonna play the I'm gonna play almost the whole mixtape at the show on Thursday. So if you're trying to get a snippet, you can slide through. Uh, but yeah, shout out to Tucson. I love everything here. I, yeah. Uh, so it's gonna be Big Five Two O, Trauma, Mastermind, Chains, Easy Going, and then your boy. It's gonna be really fire. A very diverse. Yeah. That's gonna yeah exactly. That's gonna, that's so. I love that kid. It's going to be such an interest. I'm interested in what he does. His last show, he was like pouring candle wax on himself. And so I, I'm trying to see what he slides through and does. But no, nah, it's exciting, bro. I'm, it's gonna, it'll be nice. It feels good to be back for sure. So. Yeah. Um, I love Easy Going and I love Tommy Will. And I'm forever indebted to them for everything that they ever did for me. And. I'm trying to I'm trying to make them proud in a sense. Uh, I think I'm doing a good job, but that's what, I mean. Uh, yeah, those are my guys. I love. Every, shout out to everybody here. Shout out to the big six. Shout out to Marley, Jay, Cash, Easy, Tommy, Me. Shout out to Askey. Askey went into. I told him to slide through today, but he did it. So, uh, but yeah, that's that's all I got. Bro. Yeah. Oh yeah. I remember when we had to hold the mic right up to the mouth when he was making me freestyle. Yeah. <laughs> shouts, shouts out to High Rise. That yeah, was crazy. Yeah, man. It's nuts. So, yeah. Yeah. No, for like saying that we're at South Six? Yeah. Okay, yeah. 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 Yeah, it was Woodrow. We just nailed the, or it was Woodrow. It is Woodrow. That's crazy. We just did the Mankind podcast, posted up at South Six Bodega. I just copped some drip right now. I got the t shirt, I got the hoodie. we going crazy. Uh, 2020 about to be nuts. Buckle your seatbelts. Uh, mankind about to go crazy in 2022. You're telling me, man's about to pop. Bro. So, yeah, that's I'm straight up, up, up. Yeah, that was hard. <laughs>